Soul Focus, the daily discipline of speaking to your soul. Episode 3. So, once I've listed my blessings and I've got myself to a grateful place, there's another time in the Bible when David speaks to his soul. It's found in Psalm 43, verse 5. Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Saviour and my God. David here is questioning his feelings. He's saying, why are you downcast? Why are you disturbed? I absolutely love this because it helps me to realise it's okay for me to question my feelings. It's okay for me to question my thoughts. You know, feelings are not facts. My thoughts and feelings, they seem so often set on sabotaging my progress. It feels sometimes like I've got this inward war inside me that's like just trying to break down and stop me from actually making any kind of headway. And I'm beginning to understand as I speak to my soul, the second kind of like time when I speak it and I direct these words to my soul, why you downcast on my soul, why so disturbed within me, that just because I've thought something doesn't mean it's true. Wow. You know, so many of us, we get ourselves to a place that if I feel it, it must be true. But yet, that is not the case. Just because I've thought something doesn't mean it's true. A, a really obvious example of that is that I've been in settings before where I felt like I felt like someone didn't like me. And my thoughts say, they don't like you, look at the way. And yet when it's unfurled, it's been, that was the furthest thing from the truth. But my feelings and my thoughts have told me something and sometimes, because I felt it and because I thought it, I just accept it. You know, I'm not in a place anymore in my life where I'm just going to lie down and submit when my feelings start throwing their weight around. I'm going to do what David does here in Psalm 43. I'm going to question my thoughts and feelings. It's so good. He says, why are you downcast on my soul? Why so disturbed within me? You know, he's questioning, he's saying, hey, listen, feelings, emotions, what is going on here? And I've realised that since I've started questioning my feelings, I've began to get some answers. I've been able to take a little bit of a step back and say, oh, okay, okay, it's because I'm tired. It's because I'm tired. Or, ah, oh, I'm, I'm hungry. You know, like sometimes I feel certain things and it's actually just as simple as the fact I'm a bit hungry. Or, okay, often I feel like this when I'm a bit stressed. Recently, I was, I was really down and I was speaking to my soul and I was asking my soul, why are you downcast, oh my soul? And I was beginning to understand, ah, I felt like this before. Ah, this is beginning to make sense to me. See, um, 
again, I'm, I'm always going to be honest and I'm gonna, always going to try and be vulnerable, but my job means that I speak in front of lots of people. And there's been a couple of times when I've done really big events where maybe there's 15 or 16,000 people in the room and it's gone really well for me. And I've began to spot a pattern that often when I've done really, really well, that the hours that follow it, often I begin to feel a bit down. I started to realise that this was a pattern that was right through my life. And I began to understand that when I questioned myself, why are you downcast? Why are you upset? What is going on here? Oh, okay, there's a little bit of a pattern that often when I speak and I do really well and I have a bit of a mountaintop experience, often after that, there's a bit of an emotional low. And that has been so helpful because now I can manage that. I can think, oh, okay, I know what this is. You know, some people begin to realise that often they begin to get very negative when they're tired. They start thinking things about people and about stuff in a very destructive and critical way because they're tired. And it's like, okay, I'm beginning to understand my soul a little bit better. And I begin to lead myself better. I can identify times when I'm feeling vulnerable. I can put in helpful boundaries. So I began to understand. Let me take that example of I would speak in a big situation. I'd have a mountaintop experience. I would come home. I was buzzing. Well, what I needed to do was I needed to put certain things in place that would help me in my emotions the next morning. Because I realized if I just like went on and tried to crash on with my normal life, often I would feel really down. I would feel really depleted. I would feel and think things that were not constructive and helpful. So I put in boundaries. I decided to start meeting certain people that would do me good on that Monday following often the big event on the Sunday see, it's really helpful when we understand that it's okay to question your feelings. We don't have to just accept everything our feelings tell us. We don't just have to kind of bow down and be like, oh, okay, my feelings are telling me this. I've got to kind of just do what they say. But we harness the emotion. We're not like talking about submerging them and pushing our feelings down, but we're actually using the strength of them that helps us to move forward rather than to go on a downward spiral. David goes on to say, he says, Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Saviour and my God. And I memorized this and I started to speak it over my soul. I started to speak it to my will and my emotions and my thought life. But I was trying to figure out why does David go from saying, oh, you know, why are you down? Why are you so upset? To then put your hope in God. Well, yeah, I get that. I can understand why that would be good for me. But then he goes on to say, for I will yet praise him, my saviour and my God. And I thought, oh, that, that feels a little bit left field. It feels a little bit like, where does that come from? 
But then I understood that there was a principle in this, that actually there's a principle in speaking to your soul and actually saying, why are you down? Why are you so low? I choose to praise God. Because you see, we're making a choice about what we are magnifying. We're making a decision about what we are going to magnify. See, let me say it like this. You can magnify your problems or you can magnify the Lord. We can choose to like really make our problems and our struggles bigger and we talk about them. And, you know, this is the guy I am. I I, I talk about my problems and then I journal every day. So then I write about my problems and then I text people about my problems and then I'm just constantly magnifying the problem. Or we can make a decision where we choose to magnify the Lord. I speak to my soul and say, come on, soul. Focus on God. He's bigger and greater than any problem. I begin to sing. I begin to shout. Oh, magnify the Lord. Now, I'm a ruminator. What do I mean by that? I let things go round and round and round in my head. I think about stuff over and over again. I think about it and then I think about it again and it just goes round in a circle. I call it the tragic roundabout. Now, when I was a kid, there was a programme called the magic roundabout and here I am now talking about what I think is the tragic roundabout. It's just my thoughts going round and round and just like over and over and over again thinking the same stuff and just letting it kind of just swirl around. Well, listen, I want to get off this horrendous roundabout, but often I just feel like I can't. You know, if somebody says to me, oh, pull yourself together or, or, or just stop thinking about it, they don't understand that as a ruminator, as someone who dwells on this stuff, as someone who lets it spin around, I worry about it and then I worry a bit more. Somebody really helped me by saying, worry is like worshipping the problem. You know, we kind of like absolutely bowing down to that problem. We're like focusing on it. We're giving it all of our time. We're giving it all of our energy. It's like our problem becomes like an idol. It becomes like something we really worship. Soul, I speak to my soul. Do I want to get off the tragic roundabout? then what I've got to do is I've got to speak to my soul. And I've got to speak and say, for I will yet praise him, my saviour and my God. I'm not going to focus on my problem anymore. I'm choosing to magnify the Lord. Now, how do I do that? Well, let me kind of give you some practical tips on what's been happening with me. Often I'll be in the car and I do a lot of driving and that's often where my ruminating happens because I'm kind of just driving along and my mind's just going round and round that tragic roundabout. And a little while ago, that's exactly what was happening. I'd got a bit of a struggle and I was thinking about it and thinking about it again and thinking about it again. And then I thought, no, 
I spoke to my soul in the car. I says, oh, why are you downcast on my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my saviour and my God. And what did that mean practically? I got worship music on and I began to sing along with all my heart. I began to sing in the car and magnify God. I began to worship God right there in that setting. And before I knew it, rather than focusing on my problem and my struggle, I was now worshipping God full pelt. There's been other times when I've been at home and I found them, I'm back on that tragic roundabout. I'm going round and round in circles. And what I've done is I've started to pray and I've started to shout out how glorious God is and wander around my house shouting praise to God. And suddenly, you know, I'm speaking to my soul and saying, soul, do not magnify the problem, magnify God. I'm somebody who um, believes in being filled in the Spirit, in the Holy Spirit, and so I'm somebody who speaks in tongues. And sometimes I've found that to be helpful, where I would just say, do you know what, I'm just going to speak in another language for a few minutes. And as I speak in tongues, speak in that heavenly language, it's shifting my focus away from a struggle, away from a trouble, and it's putting my mind into a heavenly place. I'm choosing to praise God. Because you see, if you begin to praise God in the dark, then the light will come. As I praise the Lord, as I begin to say to my soul, I, right now, I'm going to magnify the Lord. My eye is caught by the glory of God. I begin to, to see something, a new perspective comes. I, I, I begin to get captivated by his glory and his beauty and his wonder. And my problem begins to dwarf. As I'm caught up in how awesome and how glorious God is, as I begin to kind of sing out how amazing and wondrous he is, then it puts my struggle into perspective. It's a little bit like I was flying um, out of uh, Birmingham uh, a few months ago and, and everything around me seemed so big. All the buildings were so big, but as the plane began to take off and as we went up to the heights, the buildings just were so small, so insignificant. And as we start to get into the heights of worship and praise, then some of those problems that before they seemed so significant, they seem so big. Suddenly when you're in the heights of worshipping God, everything's got its right perspective. That God is good. That God is glorious. That God is bigger and higher and more wondrous than any problem that I'm struggling with. Suddenly the building is not the, and the problem is not the overpowering thing, but actually it's just a dot in the horizon and that I'm caught up in the wondrous praise of God and how good he is and how amazing he is and how majestic God is. And I get a glimpse of his face and I, and I begin to sing and I begin to shout praise to God. And I will suddenly begin to realize, wow, instead of magnifying my problem, I'm actually magnifying God. For I will yet praise him, my Savior 
am my God. And I begin to understand that as the corks of this boat, I'm speaking to my emotions, I'm speaking to my will, I'm speaking to my thoughts, and I'm beginning to get them aligned with God. I'm beginning to get them in a place of good rhythm. And I'm beginning to understand that inwardly, I'm getting to a great place where it doesn't actually matter what circumstances are hitting me. It doesn't actually matter whether today's a good day or a bad day, or whether my boss is in a good mood or a bad mood. Actually, I'm beginning to understand that it's way more important to be in a good place inwardly, that to have my soul in good order means that I can face bigger and greater challenges because actually all is well. And I'm beginning to get to that place where I can say it is well with my soul. Thanks for listening to this episode of Soul Focus. I hope you found this helpful and engaging. Be sure to catch up with the rest of the series.